Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Anderson. I decided to end my decade-long love affair with alcohol in 2012 at 29 years old. I chose to live openly as a recovering alcoholic with honesty and humor while figuring it out one day at a time. This space will bring you weekly episodes of my own personal experiences with my addiction and sobriety, as well as me interviewing incredible souls who are living life without drugs and alcohol. This podcast is here to inspire you, empower you, uplift you, and bring you some laughter along the way in your own journey. Sit back, relax, and let's have a time. Welcome to the Sober Vibes Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Anderson. You are listening to episode 53. It's a solo week today. Before I get started, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I really think that the theme kind of for that at the end of the day was unconditional love. And in friendships, you can have that for sure. And it was proven with my sister's friendship with her and Katie. If you haven't checked it out, listen to it. It's just a good perspective from a best friend's point of view. Before I get started on today's podcast, which is a great topic, uh, a listener wanted me to address this because I like to ask you guys what you want to hear. There could be something that you're struggling with and you just want the perspective of it. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But first, make sure if you haven't checked it out, my Sober Focus Coaching Program, that's a group coaching program, whether you're brand new in sobriety or needing help in your emotional sobriety, it is the place to be and or I have my one-on-one coaching services. You can find both links in the show notes and or message me on Insta or email me. We can chat. So today I'm going to talk about when you don't get invited anymore, okay? And I'm going to read what this person said, and then I'm going to talk about it because I I love it because this is true. So she said, I would love your perspective on family friends who don't invite you places because they think you'll be uncomfortable with drinking at the event place. I've been sober nine plus years and I still get skipped over at times and it still burns me. Valid. Valid, valid, valid. And remember, your feelings are valid. Are they real all the time? No, but they're valid. (laughs) Now, when it comes to a topic like this, when you get sober, yes, you will not get invited places. You, it's an automatic assumption between friends, family, okay, who assume that you will not want to participate because you don't drink anymore. And they will, from their point of view, will not want to put you in that situation. Okay. And in the end, there's kind of two sides to this. They think that they could be supporting you, obviously, or in the end, they don't want you there. Okay. It's fucked up. And it's sad to say, but it's true because you have to remember one thing, especially if you have to look at the dynamics of either the family or the friendships, you have to think of some of these things like, do they have a issue with alcohol? Because if people have issues with alcohol, they do not want the sober person around. That's fucking facts, truth, 
I just dropped the mic. Like, it's true. And it can't, it could sound judgmental, but that's just my experience of the last eight and a half years. In August, I'll be nine years sober. It's just the reality of the situation. So that's where you have to build yourself up to not let it affect you anymore. Yes, of course, it can burn. I get it. I totally understand. Because there's stuff in my family that I don't get included in. And I've had to put my big girl pants on and fucking speak up. And even though I have spoken up and it still has happened, I don't take the shit personally anymore because at the end of the day, I said my truth. Now I know it's on that person where it's just like, okay, well, you just don't want to invite me because you don't want me around. And that's fine. And ask yourself, do you really want to go to that situation anyways? Is that something today that the person who is sober, nine years, five years, a year, is that a healthy environment to be in? But you have to speak up at some point and just say, hey, what's the deal? When I spoke up and used my words, (laughs) because the assumption thing on both ends, you're creating your own reality, whether it's true or not. And that's kind of where like gossip comes in and the assumption and assuming people that you know what they're feeling, but it's just creating something that possibly is not true. So when you decide to openly communicate and speak up, and when I spoke up about this to this person, I had said, you're assuming because alcohol's in the picture that I don't want to be there. And I have been X amount of sober for this long. I work around alcohol in the restaurant industry. Why would that be any different? Okay. So I said that. And this person apologized, but it has happened again. (laughs) So as I just said, you can't take it personally anymore because at the end of the day, it's just laughable. And is it something that I truly wanted to be a part of at the end of the day? And the answer is no. 100% no. I didn't care to be in that environment, but at least I was proud of speaking my mind. And... The other thing you have to remember about people, not everybody is an includer. Honestly, human beings are selfish. And we were all once selfish too, okay? An active addiction, and it was all about you and your drink. Human beings are selfish. Sometimes it's just not in people's bandwidth to think outside of themselves. I really hope I don't get a lot of shit for this podcast, but it's true. I mean, it's just true. A lot of people, it's like, what is in it for them? And people's love language is sometimes they're just not includers. And you expect people to treat you how you would want to treat them. And it just doesn't happen. We don't live in that world, man. We just don't. So it's no different in this journey that some people want you there and just some people don't or some people just assume you don't want to be there because alcohol is involved and you can't harp on them until you have a conversation with them and there's no shame ridiculousness of stepping up and saying something like hey dude why didn't you invite me to your party i would have loved to come 
Would I have stayed there till 2 a.m.? No, but I would have liked to come. Like, I can handle this situation. You just have to speak up and, and let people know where you stand, okay? And the people that aren't inviting you to places, are they really worth your time and your energy focusing on them? You got to stick with the people and focus on the people that who do include you and that you want in your space. Because these other people could just be energy vampires. Like, who wants to be a part of that? That's what I'm saying. When I had that realization of the stuff I wasn't getting invited to, where I had to think like, well, is this something I would really want to go to anyways? And the answer was no. So I can't get mad at it. And I can't continue to harp because that's living in a negative space. But your feelings are valid. And I just have to say that. I just have to say it. For people who are newly sober too, it's way harder because you're extremely sensitive and you want to almost prove to people you can hang and be down, but that's all a process. That's all a process. And those are just conversations you have to have with your friends and family. But once you start getting into the dynamics with people who do have issues with alcohol, that's totally something different. Family members too, that's a dynamic where if alcoholism is very present and there's a relationship with alcohol, remember, you're the one fucking up the dynamic. And I say that with love and like a smile on my face because you're doing the right thing by breaking the cycle. So people don't know how to handle being around you until you prove them wrong. That's what I mean, man. (laughs) When I got sober a couple years, like after I've said it very loud, I kind of had a recluse, I had to distance myself just from like social outings, because that was my trigger for me. So I didn't put myself into those types of situations, because it was a trigger, and it boosted my anxiety. But I remember having a couple talks with girlfriends and them just being like, you're still the same person. You haven't changed. I think it's great that you're able to be around alcohol and it doesn't bother you. I'm like, well, of course not. But when there's a family dynamic there of alcoholism and alcohol abuse and addiction, you don't really care to be around people where you've seen that much of their lives. Like my sister, I didn't, when I got sober, do you think I wanted to be hang around her when she was hammered? Fuck no, it was terrible. It was terrible and it just made my skin crawl because I had seen it and been around it for so long where I just knew like, it's just like, dude, that's traumatic. It's like a PTSD. You're watching a loved one really hurt themselves. But if you go out with a girlfriend and she has a glass of wine or two, it's, it's just different. Especially too, when you know that you don't have a that you have the problem and they don't have the problem, because that's also a point where you have to get to people in your own journey where you have to accept and surrender to that fact. Like, I'm cool being around people who drink in that environment, but I just know I can't have it because my brain is different than theirs, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a process. I can't say that enough. I feel like I say this a lot on this podcast, but I just have to share that with you. It's just a process. And speaking up and speaking your truth and realizing what kind of things you want to participate in, because sometimes that takes the sting out of it. Speaking up 
and realizing is that something you really want to spend your time and energy in. And then two, just realizing as well that just some people, they don't want the sober person around because it's a threat to them. And that's just how that cookie crumbles. (laughs) It really is. It really is. I mean, I hope this episode helped, but that's just the facts of it. And just to focus on the people who do include you with the day-to-day. And when it comes to the family stuff, you have to start cutting ties with that dysfunction if there is dysfunction there. Not everybody's family has dysfunction, but that's where you have to create boundaries and just cutting the cord And that as well as a process that's taken me a long time. And I think that's why I can speak about this right now, because I have cut that cord of dysfunction from my life and have created my own life and lifestyle and the people who I choose to have around and the time I spend with people. It's all about the boundaries. Because I'm no longer, because I gave into it for so many years in my sobriety, where I was the one leaving these events leaving when I did partake in a couple like happy hours early on in my sobriety, I was the one always leaving feeling like shit and crying in the car and being just like beat down for a couple days where I'm like, I think my husband finally brought it to my attention where he was like, do you think these people are crying? And I'm like, no. And when he said that to me, I was like, yeah, dude, these people are fucking crying, driving driving away with like just anxiety where you're almost at a full panic attack. So why am I going to continue to give this energy to that? And that's when I really started to changing shit around for myself and creating clear boundaries and starting my own traditions and all of that. So I know that kind of went a little bit from the topic of why you no longer get the invite, but there's so much more underneath the surface with things than just the actual because you don't drink. I mean, it come, goes down to people's egos, it, 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 all of it. It's it's actually interesting. So, so just look at the type of dynamic that is there, speaking up, creating new boundaries, and wondering really, like, do I want to go to this stuff? Because now if I get invited to things and I don't want to go to it, I just say I don't want, like, no, thank you. It's not that I'm being antisocial, but it's just the fact of it's just like, do do I want to go put myself in that situation? And the answer is no, because no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence, y'all. So if you need to use that as a mantra, please do. Please do. I hope this episode helped. Please send me any type of topics you want me to cover because I love it. I love answering this stuff. I really, truly do. That's why I always ask on my social media on Facebook and the Sober Fives Facebook group. If you're not in there yet, women only, feel free to join. Uh, Instagram, ask it a lot on Instagram and make sure you grabbed your 30 days so we're not boring calendar. That link is in the show notes as well. Let me know what you thought of this episode, and thank you always for listening. Keep on trucking.